welcome to 81 Points, where we talk about all things Lakers, hosted by two guys named Chris. Welcome back to another episode of 81 Points, the show about all things Lakers, and uh, you know, both of us are here, and I gotta say, it's getting a little harder to think about what to talk about because we sound like a broken record these days there's you know? nothing to complain about the lakers know? are rolling i mean for i don't know how many shows in a row we're gonna start off by saying the lakers are first in the nba and looking mighty good sitting pretty at 15 and 2 uh not a lot to, not a lot to complain about these days you know yeah really nothing to complain about i think this team is uh doing as best as even the most optimistic fan could have imagined. Yeah. You know? And yeah. It's fairly appropriate that we feel this way now that uh, we're getting into the holiday season. This is Thanksgiving week, after all. And uh, there's a lot to be thankful for. A whole lot to be thankful for. Yeah. I mean, what, 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 what are your Thanksgiving plans? Well, you know, I'm just going to stay, um, stay in the area. Fairly in area, an hour away, Orange County. Yeah, have um, your uh, pretty standard Thanksgiving yeah. Thanksgiving meal, Thanksgiving turkey and the stuffing big, and all yeah, that. Big old turkey. Yeah. What What are your favorite uh, What are your favorite Thanksgiving foods? By the way, I mean, you know, you got cranberry, you got gravy, you got mashed potatoes, um, and I'm a big turkey fan. I like turkey actually. I'd probably eat it more often, but I just it's just not something that's like. I don't know. It's not really a thing that you eat yeah. other than outside of Thanksgiving yeah. Day. Yeah. You know? Are you a, are you a dark meat or a light meat? I actually, I think light meat. Yeah, I'm actually a light meat guy yeah. too. Which I feel like we're kind of like in the minority. With yeah, that. people typically like dark meat. Yeah, I think. And so. and cranberry sauce too. Like I'm a big cranberry sauce fan, and I feel like that's one of the more divisive uh, Thanksgiving really? sides. Yeah, because oh, my wife my yeah, wife doesn't like cranberry sauce. Oh, okay. And she's a dark meat person. I actually didn't like cranberry, but it's more of a recent thing. I feel like it's a bit of an acquired taste. But the reason why cranberry tastes so good is because everything is so like, you know, starchy and like, um, you know, it's just like all carbs. You yeah. Know? So yeah. it gives us sort of a sweet taste. Yeah. It's kind of a palate cleanser. If you yeah, like. it's a good contrast. Yeah, it's a good contrast. Um, and actually, one thing that my family does, and if you're listening, you should try this. Um, it's a bit of a it's very small family tradition, but we always get like a bottle of jalapenos, and you okay. eat that with the turkey. It's really good. Oh, like jalapenos, like sliced jalapenos out of a bottle? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, it's like a little, it's, it's kind of like, you know, the cranberry, but yeah, it gives you that, it's a nice contrast, it gives a little bit of a kick. It's really good. Yeah, you're big on the uh, spicy. Oh, the absolutely! Spicy foods, right? Yeah. Spoken like a true Asian. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we don't. I don't. We don't eat Asian foods. I know a lot of Asians eat Asian food even on Thanksgiving. I actually. Um, so so I'm going to go out of town to spend Thanksgiving with the in-laws, and I had like my side of the family's. I guess Thanksgiving gathering, yeah. and we didn't even do turkey. We just did like Korean food. Oh wow! Okay. We just I mean, like stuck to Asian food. You can't go wrong with Korean food. Um, 
But yeah, you're only you're strictly doing like we you know, always the do. traditional yeah, American yeah, Thanksgiving foods. Yeah, yeah, and I think when I go back to Arizona, because my wife is Chinese, um, it's gonna be like a blend of both uh, American and Chinese food. Yeah, and that's which the, I'm all for. Yeah, and you know? know that's the thing about Chinese food too. You know, there's that saying how like you know on all major holidays you can always get Chinese food. Yeah, oh uh, yeah. I mean, for, now that I'm kind of more in touch with Chinese culture. Yeah. I I think the Chinese food is more prevalent on Christmas. Yeah. As opposed to Thanksgiving. You know, obviously like if you if you've seen like a Christmas story, like they yeah. they go to a Chinese restaurant yeah. and that's like a very popular thing for people to do. Yep. Um with Thanksgiving there's also Black Friday. Are you a participant of Black Friday at all? Um, I'm usually like an online participant. Yeah. So Black yeah. Friday, Cyber Monday, all that stuff. Yeah. I don't like to get up and like go out there and wait in line. You you're not camping out at Best nah, Buy. No, dude, never. <laughs> never. But I am I, I definitely I do keep an eye on like slick deals and I keep an eye on like uh, you know, those websites. Is there anything that you've seen? No, nothing yet. But uh I'm gonna keep an eye on Amazon for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know, this week it's obviously there's Thanksgiving, there's Black Friday. We're getting into the season of reflection, <laughs> thinking about what we're thankful for. That's right. And with that said, this episode is going to be the Thanksgiving version of our Eighty One Points podcast. And uh, we, so much to be thankful for. Yeah, we we discussed, you know, for for a grand total of a, a few text messages about what we wanted to talk about today, and uh, we have a couple of topics in mind. Um, we're going to talk about what we're most thankful for when it comes to the Lakers and this NBA season. Uh, biggest turkey, which means, <laughs> you know, who's. Uh, Who's made the? I guess. I guess when you when you brought up the who made the worst the, mark the aspect of NBA. biggest turkey? Yeah, who's kind of effed it up the most? Yeah, I guess up to this point. Yeah, and then uh, with Black Friday, we're gonna talk about the best deals in the NBA. Now, and then we, you know, you and I, we didn't really discuss in depth what the criteria for is for any of these. But uh, you know, we'll we'll discuss it as we go through these uh, yeah. lists here. Um, so why don't we start off by talking about what we're most thankful for with the Lakers in this NBA season? Yeah, I have a ranked top five. Okay, I have yeah, I have a top five. I actually have like one honorable mention and a top five. All right. Um, do you have any honorable mentions? No, I don't actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, so why don't I start with my honorable mention for what I'm most thankful for at this point. Okay. And what I said was, in general, the, the, the guard acquisitions that we, that the Lakers had mm. this offseason. Yeah, it's a very good one. And there are three names that come to mind in particular. Um, Danny Green. Yeah. Starting shooting guard. Mm-hmm. Who's been everything as advertised? Alex Caruso, who was on the team already, but the Lakers had to re-sign him. The fans knew what we had in him. 
the bald mamba, you know, he got a special shout out from Bleacher Report this week. Yeah. Uh, and as indicated by uh, the mural that was painted of him somewhere <laughs> in LA, Lakers fans love uh, some Alex Caruso. Yeah. And uh, the third being Avery Bradley. Who's you know he's on the shelf right now, but he's on the shelf. The, but yeah. the brief time that he's played, he's he's definitely made a very big impact on the team. I think he solidified himself as the starting point guard for yeah. this team. Yeah, I, I know uh, KCP's um, made a bit of a comeback, um, but I would I still feel much more comfortable with Avery Bradley on this in the starting spot. Yeah, uh, you know, speaking of KCP. Uh, are we ready to... Nah, we're not. We're not ready? We're, you don't nah, want to go there I'm yet? I'm not ready to <laughs> I mean, he's not in the doghouse anymore, but I'm just not a fan. He's been shooting really well as mm-hmm. of late. Yeah, he has. You know, his teammates are coming to his defense via social media. Yeah. Um, and okay. the outlook looks a lot rosier for him than, yeah. than in the past. Yeah, and you know, I, that's a good segue into what my... Uh, number five, fifth most thankful thing for um, yeah. is team chemistry. You know, the fact that the teammates came to KCP's defense um, and just in general how, like, everybody's just been so supportive of each other. Uh, I feel like this team has really come together a lot quicker than imagined, than, than predicted. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I wouldn't have thought they'd be first in the NBA right now. Yeah, and I and in large part the reason why they're first, I think, is just because of team chemistry. You know, it's a very real thing. You know, um, I think like from top to bottom, everyone knows clearly what their role is. There's a clear pecking order. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't have like guys mm-hmm. like uh, Dwight Howard or Kyle Kuzma who may necessarily feel like, oh, I need to get more touches or. Or this or that. It's just it's very clear what everyone's role is, you know. Um, and you see guys just like um, taking each other up, real cool. You know, I'm actually kind of reminded me of that. I think it was like the beginning of last season when LeBron was mic'd up, and you know, that uh, was the opening game, I think. Yeah, and he's telling um, he's telling some of these young players like, hey, you know, if you fall down. Stay down because your teammates are going to come and pick you up, you know. And we all know how that turned out, you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, this year it's it's actually been legitimately like that sentiment, you know. Yeah, I could also remember there was a game. I think it was against the Pacers where. You talking about last year? Yeah, last year where yeah. Mo Wagner was like on the floor and he was waiting for someone to pick him up and Lance Stevenson looked at him and just walked to, to yeah. the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so chemistry is like much better now. Oh, it's, it's, there's, yeah, everybody just looks like they just, they love each other, man. And I think, uh, you know, you got to give a lot of credit to, I think LeBron, you know. Um, the team is going to come or go with that guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Every, I think, I, obviously Anthony Davis is, He's sort of the guy that stirs the drink, but the the championship hopes lie. The the keys are in LeBron's hands, you know, because he's like he's the leader. He's hands down the leader of this this roster. So, and he's he's happy. And when LeBron's happy, everybody else is happy. You know. Yeah, that's the thing right there. So is I feel like last year, LeBron looked at the team and was like, I wouldn't say he's he was unhappy, but he was disinterested. 
Right. He looked at the roster and was like, all right, this is, this is not going to cut it. Well, I think he looked at the roster and thought that, but he also looked at the landscape of the NBA, you know, and I, he, I'm sure he thought the Warriors are going to clearly, gonna, they're just going to win it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they would have won it had the, had the injuries had not, you know, if Kevin, had Kevin Durant, Durant not gone down, you know, the Warriors would have won for sure. But either way, he just knew that it was going to be either the Warriors or some other team that was going to win it. Yeah. You know? and, and don't you think, like, from a, from a front office, like, franchise perspective, you have to cater to your best player? To your franchise guy. oh without a doubt yeah yeah and i yeah. and i think this roster suits lebron much more well not only for the talent aspect of it but for the personalities in there like you have more veterans on the team and i think lebron guys that know what time it is you yeah, know and i think lebron has had a huge um say in in all the players that were taken you know like yeah. I think that's seriously the only reason why we have a guy like KCP, a guy like Rondo, both those guys. I think they're, they're, the main reason is why is because LeBron wanted them on the team, you know? So, yeah. yeah. He okayed a lot of these acquisitions. Yeah, it's not all, you know? Boogie so, Cousins, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. So, you're absolutely right. And he's, he's happy. The team's happy. Everybody, we're happy, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, the, the team chemistry has been off the charts for me. I haven't seen a team this on this united front in a long while yeah um i think there was a quote from rondo recently in an article from the athletic where he said that the team has bought in yeah it certainly and it certainly shows yeah it shows it shows in spades um so that's your number five my number five um i thought it was the guards was it not that was my honorable oh okay 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 gotcha okay so my number five is simply one player and that's Dwight Howard. Gotcha. He's on my he's he's on my top five. Uh, we uh, I mean, our last podcast was yeah, what I, we I, called I, an ass kissing session. Yeah, yeah, for Dwight Howard. And I don't even know if we really need to go into it much because we yeah we covered so much in depth uh, of Dwight Howard. Yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, I don't remember a, a Laker player that has exceeded ex- expectations more than more than this guy, um, especially where he was coming from. So yeah, we don't really have to go into that. Uh, just listen to our previous podcast episode if yeah. you want, if yeah, you want yeah. details. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'll I'll say my number four. Uh, my number four is Frank Vogel. Damn, are you? That's my number four, actually. Yeah, the head coach of the Lakers. Yeah, I don't think he was anybody's first choice. Uh, once Luke was let go, he wasn't even a guy that was on my radar, to be honest. Right, because you know he had he had a rather unsuccessful run. Uh, with the Orlando Magic, which kind of led a lot of people to forget about what he did with the Pacers, you know? Yeah. And your number five being team chemistry, I feel like a lot of that has to be attributed to Frank Vogel, too. Uh, yeah, you, you can say this whole list, I would say, you know, whatever it may be. The coach has such an impact, such a big impact, you know, I'm sure it... Yeah, his hands are on are in everything, you know. Yeah, and and we talked about it too many times about just what a breath of fresh air it is to see a coach that makes the right moves during games. Yeah, yeah, that has rotations that make sense. Yeah, and he's a very fluid coach. You know, he's not like rigid in his sense where he's like, oh, you know, at this point you always got to bring back a certain player or a certain you know 
role player or whatever, you know? Like, yeah, LeBron and AD are always going to be there, but the other parts are a little more interchangeable, you know? And he's not, like... He hasn't been stuck on on several of these players, you know? Yeah, like, game to game, it's different. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, the right decisions. Yeah, and and that is why we even he was even able to really come to the real realization that Alex Caruso is a is an excellent rotation piece because of his flexibility and his ability to kind of just see what else is on his roster. Yeah, like there was a there was a subtle thing he did in this most recent game at San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Uh the Lakers were pulling away in the fourth quarter and you can see Anthony Davis on the bench getting ready to come back in the game. Mm-hmm. But the Lakers kept scoring and uh, increasing the lead. And Frank Vogel held off on bringing AD back just to let the the lineup on the court uh, play it out. Yeah, I, I've noticed he, he, he's, he tends to do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's and great. as a coach and as a fan and someone who watches the game, it's like, yeah, that makes complete yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I made reference to that athletic article, and the the main, I guess, point on that article was about Frank Vogel and how players have been really buying into what he's been teaching. Rondo Rondo was praising him for um, holding guys accountable giving people, giving the players constructive criticism during film sessions and things like that. And yeah. And you can't the, argue with the results. Right. And, and by the way, like getting player buy-in is, is no small feat. Yeah. That was a huge issue. That was a huge question mark going yeah. into the season. Is, yeah. Is LeBron going yeah. to actually buy in to right. yeah, what when, Vogel when is When you're coaching teaching? on the professional level, whether it's even... Uh, basketball, football, or baseball, any of those major sports, when you're coaching at that level, when you got guys who have been the best player, each player on this roster, on every uh, professional team's roster, has they have been the best player on their own team, like, from, like, peewee league to college. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, and then you got the cream of the crop, you know? So you got egos everywhere. You got guys basically making 10 times more money than you are, you know? And so to have these guys buy into what you're saying is, is I mean, it's, it's, it's actually probably the number one thing for a championship caliber coach. So the fact that Frank Vogel has done that is, yeah, he's, he's been phenomenal. I, he, he's on my short list of coach of the year. I would say he's a yeah, very yeah. legit coach of the year candidate yeah. right now. And, you know, we haven't heard a peep about Jason Kidd. Yeah, I which mean, was a big question mark going into the year. I mean, Kid Finger, as I like to say, you know, <laughs> Kid Finger is he's you know don't you got to keep an eye on him. But yeah, we haven't heard from him. But he, you know, he's obviously concocting something. You know, he's got something up his sleeve. But you he's, know, he's, hey, Vogel's making it work so far. <laughs> he is. He is. You know. So um, yeah, like he, yeah, he's been great. Yeah. Okay. So what? What's your um? What's your number three? Yes, yeah, so we'll probably breeze through these because, yeah, number four is I'm with you, Frank Vogel. Number three is Dwight Howard, which we don't even need to talk about. What was your number three? Okay, my number three was um, not specifically Lakers related. Oh, okay. But it's um, Kevin Durant deciding to leave the Warriors. 
Oh, right. Because yeah. had, had he stayed on the Warriors, we might not even... It, it would be, you know, the 15-2 and two record right now would... There would be something lingering in the back of our minds, you know? Mm-hmm. Because that, that Warriors roster was a monster. It was unbeatable. It was a monster with Kevin Durant. Yeah. It's a historic team. Yeah. And the fact that he... Um, I guess I should thank Draymond Green, actually. <laughs> If we really think about it, yeah, um, he he, um, he pushed he pushed him away. <laughs> yeah, he gave him the nudge, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the fact that KD decided to leave that team, walk away from potentially more championships, uh, made made any of this possible that the Lakers have such a great chance to win a championship this year. Okay. So what was uh? My number two, Your number two. Uh, was, um, it's kind of outside the box, but it kind of encompasses a lot of things for me, is I'm thankful that this team does not need manage, uh, load management. Oh, okay. Yeah, and... Wait, I, you don't think... Hold on, let me think about that. So you're saying... I mean, are you saying that LeBron and AD... You'd be for them playing a full eighty-two if possible. No, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally for like resting them, but I'm talking them to the point of like, you're taking I'm, a shot at the Clippers right now. <laughs> yeah, I am a little <laughs> bit, but yeah, I, I, I think like, you know, there's a difference between doing load management, um, and doing it like strategically, right? Versus like, okay, you just get a day off. No matter what, what day off do you want? You know what I'm saying? Like, strategic, strategically is like looking at the schedule and being like, what games do we really need to buckle down and have a full team and teams that, you know, versus we can allow LeBron or AD sit out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You contrast that for like with like the, the Clippers. The fact that Kawhi didn't play that one game, what was it? Which game was that? The uh, Bucks the game? Bucks, yeah. It is still, it's like befuddling to me. You know what I mean? Like that's that's insanity to me. And the reason why it's so high up on my list is because because load management has not been such a huge point on these Lakers. We're sitting at fifteen and two with the best record in the NBA. And I think having the best record, having that home court advantage, it's not the end all be all because LeBron is so seasoned. But you look at the rest of, the, of this roster, I don't know how much championship-like pedigree the, the, these guys have. You know what I mean? Like, I know, okay, I know Rondo does. Honestly, I'm not really counting him to be a huge, I mean, sure. I'm, it's just, it's like, you can't really count on the guy, really. I think really. I'm a little higher on Rondo than you are. Yeah, but I mean, are you, I'm saying, like, are, you, are we going to count on him to be a, like... Is he gonna make or break our championship season? I don't know. No, but he'll he'll be in the rotation, I think. In right, but he's part of this bigger consortium of like players we do need to catch. Like he's like part of that role player group, right? He's a piece. Yeah. To the and so if you look at all those pieces, he's the only guy who's had the, who's got well, the championship. Danny Green too. Oh, that's right, Danny Green. But I but Kyle Kuzma. I mean, are you gonna discount Javale McGee's? Yes, I uh, will be discounting the experience. Space Cadet. I will discount Space Cadet. Or Quinn Cook. I guess Quinn Cook doesn't... 
I don't know yeah. how impactful he's going to be. I don't even think he's going to be in the rota- final rotation, you know? But, yeah, I think, like, having the home court advantage and having just that best record, but be- even beyond best record, having the seeding, I think the, the one through eight uh, seeds is going to be crucial. Because, like, let's say we go up against a team like... Um, I don't know, let's say the Suns. I haven't looked at the, the schedule, but look at the Suns, right? Mm-hmm. If they fell into the eighth seed versus, like, the number seven seed, if it was, let's say, the, the, the Blazers, you know what I mean? It's, it's absolutely crucial to get that number one seed, I think, you know? Not in the sense, like, it'll break us, but it's a huge advantage, I think, you know? If you're the Clippers and you have to go through the Blazers, you have to go through... The Nuggets, the Jazz, just to get to whatever, it's like, that's a huge thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I guess you're saying uh, by by winning these games and trying to get the best record, you're positioning yourself for an easier that's right. playoff run. Yeah. we can If we get the best record, yeah, we can, we can rest our players more strategically. You know, we can, yeah, we can be set up with having not as, as a grueling uh postseason schedule you know what i mean and yeah i think it's it's like it's something to really keep an eye on you know and it's been great i think being 15 and 2 and on top of the western conference um standings is like it's 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 such a it's it's an awesome thing to have right now yeah it's a great accomplishment yeah uh this team is um 15 and 2 and i think it's the best start that any LeBron team has ever had, which is quite an accomplishment because he's been on multiple, you know, 60-win teams. Yeah, and other than Dwayne Wade, you got you to gotta think uh, Anthony Davis is like the second best player LeBron has ever played with. I mean, I don't, I don't, think, even, I don't even think that's a debate. I yeah. think, you know, there are some people that are saying AD's the best teammate that LeBron has ever and had. And there's a case for it, although that's, yeah, you can't say that now. I wouldn't say that now yeah. because, you know, D-Wade was a, was a reigning, fin- was a already finals MVP yeah. by the time they joined forces. Yeah, that's and all some that. disrespect to... Yeah, so I, I wouldn't quite say that just yet, but yeah. he has the potential to be for sure. Yeah. Um, that That is a good segue to my number two. Okay. This is, uh, I kind of combined two things into one i mean they're kind of related but my number two thing that i'm most thankful for is the lottery gods gifting us the number four pick (laughs) thereby allowing the ad trade to happen so i guess i'm basically saying that are you talking about the lottery gods or are you talking about adam and silver no i'm just kidding adam silver (laughs) slash the lottery gods yeah enabling the lakers to get the number four pick which pretty much sealed the deal for the 80 trade over the summer which by the way was a sweetheart of a deal because look at these players that they got brandon ingram 26 points a game right now gonna be an all-star this year you know uh and they're well, I mean, we'll talk about, you know, this upcoming game yeah. with the Pelicans uh, yeah. in a little bit. But, yeah, my number two is basically Anthony Davis, which I don't even, we don't even have to go get into it too much. Because if if you have two eyes and a brain and if you, and you've seen Lakers basketball this season, I mean. He, he's, he, every game he seems to make, him and LeBron, they seem to make a play 
every game where you're just kind of blown away. Yeah, I mean, I would you say would you say AD is um a top five player in the NBA right now? Oh, without a doubt, yeah, because he's such an impactful two way player. Yeah, two way player. Um, probably he's won us at least two three games because of his defense, like in the last two minutes or so this season. Yeah, already. It it would for me. It's like a debate between him and Giannis as to who's like the best big in the game right mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. and he's a better shooter than Giannis so yeah so I mean yeah. is there a better free throw shooting free throw sh- shooting big man than Anthony Davis uh he's clearly the best free throw shooter on our <laughs> team right now yeah I think he's shooting like around 89% from the free throw line yeah which is insane so yeah AD is uh my number two thing okay. that I'm most thankful for okay uh, my number one is very simple health i'm very thankful for the fact that this team is healthy you know we we anthony or avery bradley is nicked but you know it's nothing serious and i feel like the only thing that could possibly derail our chances this year is health i mean you can technically say that about every year but this team is so top heavy you know what i mean um and that's fine because you win championships with top heavy teams you Mm -hmm. know um but like the stakes are so high and it all hinges on us being healthy you know because and the reason why i do say health is because anthony davis if there's one chink in the armor he's he's not i'm not gonna say he's injury prone but he's not like mr durable you know what i mean um I, I still cringe every time he kind of crashes to the to the floor, you know. So, he basically makes uh, he basically grimaces like from his shoulder. Yeah, just he, about every game, and he kills me every time he yeah. does that. Yeah. I'm just like a part of me dies every time I see that. So um, I'm extremely thankful that we're a hundred percent, I guess ninety ninety percent healthy. Um, and that, yeah, I, that's the reason why we have this 15-2 and two record. Because yeah. I mean, knock on wood right now yeah. that the team will stay healthy yeah. throughout the season. For sure. Uh, my number one is very similar to your number one. Okay. Um, but I honed in on one player specifically, which is LeBron's indestructible body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's playing a lot of minutes right now. Well, he is playing 34 minutes a game, right? Which is less I think than... it's a lot more than... I mean, he's he's played every game so far. He hasn't yeah. taken a game off. Yeah. I think, yeah, they're very con- concentrated 34 minutes. Like, it's... He, you can tell he's expending those minutes. But, yeah. I, y- your point is valid, though. Year 17. Been to the finals nine times in his career. And... Just looks like he's still absolutely in his prime right now. From a physical, you know, health standpoint. I don't even think we talked about that Bielitsa dunk yet on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But that, if if you if you wondered at all whether LeBron still had it, that single singular moment solidified it in my mind anyway, that he still, he still got it. Yeah, it's it's so crazy that this guy is doing things that the league has never seen still at the age 
or at the year at year 17 you know at the age of 35 it's insane you know yeah i think scotty pippen like just the other day he said that uh he thinks lebron is still in his prime and he was talking about his career and he said that at at the age of 35 he felt like he was at his best too scotty pippen yeah was that when he was on the blazers i'd be curious to know uh, yeah, I believe so. But he he said that yeah, at that age, he still felt great, and he felt like he was at his best because he was just a smarter basketball player. Yeah, but see, that's the thing, and I'm and I'm gonna look up Scottie Pippen's thirty year thirty five season. But that's the thing though is that his points well taken. Like I think LeBron is definitely a more cerebral player. But the crazy thing about it is that he seems to have still retained like 90% of his physicality. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what's so crazy. Yeah. That 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 dunk on the, in the Kings game is like people in their 20s in the NBA wouldn't be able to do that. And he's, he did that. It's so insane, you know? Yeah. I mean, that reminded me of the Nurkic dunk that he had like a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would still kind of rate the Nurkic dunk a little bit higher than that because that was just like, <laughs> you know, in it, his aesthetically face. it looked really good too. But uh, just the sheer ferocity of that dunk, it, it was on par with that. I feel like, yeah. Um, so I got Scottie Pippen's year thirty-five season, or not year thirty-five, uh, age thirty-five season, and I, I I have a hard time believing that because he averaged. Well, what team was he on? Portland. Okay. 11 points, 4.6 assists, 5.2 rebounds. I mean, I don't know. You contrast that with his age 29 season where he was 21 points, 3 steals a game, 5 assists, 8 boards. I don't know. But I but his I I know his I his point is well taken though and I I do see what he's trying to say, say um, you do become a more intelligent player, but the cra- the, the that's not the point. The crazy thing about LeBron is that it's like the cerebralness is still is still being assisted or being complemented with that phys- physical like athleticism that hasn't seemed to have lost a step. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you want to talk about cerebral and his intelligence, like. There has never been a player who has averaged uh, 25 points and 10 assists um, past the age 30 in the history of the NBA. And LeBron's doing it at age 35 in year 17. Yeah, I mean, he's probably... I mean, he's going to go down as, you know, one of the very few, if not the most athletic, physically gifted NBA player in history. Yeah. I would say, like, you know, it, it would be between... If for sure, like... I mean, Wilt is Wilt, Shaq... Uh, Jordan. Jordan and LeBron. Yeah. Yeah, he's I'll on the Mount those, Rushmore. I would say those four. Yeah, Mount yeah. Rushmore of that, yeah. Okay, so that's our top five things that we're most thankful for. Um, things are looking pretty fucking good right now. Yeah. We feel good. Um, let's pivot now to... The day after Thanksgiving? Yeah, the the hangover, the food hangover. <laughs> we feel bloated. We ate too much. We feel groggy. And uh, there are a couple of uh, 
franchises that probably feel that way right now. <laughs> regretting, regretting the night before, feeling like they made mistakes. Uh, I didn't really make a, a top five list. No, I only have one. actually one. And it's kind of represent. So it's a player, but it's representative of the team, I feel I like. Have, I have two. Okay. And I feel like one of the two is going to be yours. Probably, yeah, because we talked about it today a little bit. But, yeah, the guy that I have biggest turkey is uh, Joel Embiid. And it's more of... Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> but it's um, Joel Embiid, and it's more so of sort of like the 76ers. Because I feel like that team is not has not been... As advertised. Okay, that's actually not one of the oh, okay. two things. But yeah, continue. continue. Yeah, because, you know, um, just the, the very under uh, underachieving performance of Joel Embiid in the Sixers, the lack of development of Ben Simmons. Um, yeah, he made, a, he made a three recently, but his shooting is just, has not improved. Um, and that team, and Joel Embiid is not looking as, as as he has not improved actually either not to say that he needed to because he he was already a fantastic player but um yeah i i mean that that team is was supposed to be a leading contender and i'm not ready to completely write them off yet but i feel like that team is more of a pretender you know so he scored zero points against the (laughs) raptors yesterday yeah in 30, 32 minutes, I think. I, I mean, you sent me that funny YouTube video uh, of a guy who, like, uh, made a video out of his highlights uh, over, Low the, lights. over the Rocky themes yeah. uh, soundtrack. Yeah. Um, he was settling for outside jumpers. Uh, Marc Gasol, who's turning out to be, like, the Joel Embiid whisperer. Yeah. Um, the, jo- the Embiid stopper. Yeah. Uh, really held him in check. Uh, it's been well chronicled on this podcast. Um, our thoughts on Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of us thinks he's a bust already. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and the maturity level on that team, I don't think they're just not there yet. You know, they they appear to be sorely missing Jimmy Butler at this moment. Yeah, totally. And, and uh, I actually had tabbed the Sixers as. Um, I think I might have tabbed them to come out of the the east actually uh, we both did yeah so it's it's a bit of a huge i don't know huge development it's it's still a possibility yeah you know? yeah yeah it is like you said i'm not i'm not ready to write them yeah. off either but at this moment uh they need to dig deep and rethink some things you know yeah if you're a sixers fan though you're not you're not too thrilled right now right can't be right uh, Philly sports fans have a reputation of never being thrilled about anything. <laughs> That's true. That is uh, very true. So yeah, I would okay. I would think that they're not thrilled at this okay. moment. All right. Yeah. All right. So what, what was your big turkey? Okay. So I have two. All right. Um. One is obviously the New York Knicks. Okay. They had. That's almost like every season, but yeah. Well, I feel I feel like especially coming into this year. Okay. Um. They targeted this off season to. Make right. their huge splash, yeah. their huge comeback. Yeah, the whole Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, and you know, if you're a Knicks fan right now, you, I mean, 
I can't even imagine how that feels <laughs> at this moment. I mean, I feel like we could kind of imagine. We kind of experienced the last before this season. You yeah, know? well, but... there, was a, there was a moment. I, I mean, there was a good amount of time where your average Knicks fan probably thought that both Kyrie and KD were going to the Knicks. Right. And lo and behold, both of them ended up going to the Crosstown team. Yeah. The Brooklyn Nets. Which had to have hurt. Yeah. I mean, that's... It's like them going to the. Clippers. They got to be the most saltiest fan base at yeah. this moment right now yeah. because of those because of that. Yeah. So so the Knicks are my number one. Obviously, like I yeah, they're not enjoying their turkey dinner. Even right with now. like, <laughs> man, can you imagine Jim Dolan being the owner of the of the Lakers? Like, oh, that would be catastrophic. Or James Dolan, that would be yeah. Yeah. Things would look very grim for the foreseeable future with yeah. that. Um, so that was one team. The second team being the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> there was an article that was... Uh, they, you know, they've actually been doing better, though. Okay, well, hold that thought for okay, a second. Okay, all right, all right. There, was there a recent development? There was, a, there was an article that was published recently. Like, how recently? Like what? This week. This week, okay. That uh, the headline being, Vlade Divac reportedly passed on Luka Doncic because <laughs> because he doesn't like Luka's dad. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That's been debunked though, isn't it? I think that's been debunked. Has it been debunked? I, th- I think so. But, I... okay, the fact remains though that they passed on Luka Doncic. <laughs> that is true. I mean, that is true. Like, you can't, you can't fault the, the Hawks because they still got their cornerstone, Trey Young, who... If you're a Hawks fan and you you're seeing what Luka Doncic is doing, you're still okay with that because Trey Young has been like if if you you don't feel as bad and you can even make an argument that you don't feel bad at all. Yeah, because, because Trey Young, Young is, is phenomenal, and also you got a pick out of that too, a high pick out of that as well yeah. with Trey Young. So you're still feeling mighty fine as a Hawks fan, but yeah, as a Kings fan, yeah, the idea of if he had paired. Luka Doncic with, um, you know, De'Aaron Fox for like the next 10, 15 years. I, that, yeah. I mean, Marvin That's... Bagley's a fine player, you know. But yeah, he's, he's just, just not very good. He's just not on the level. He's not transcendent. Yeah. He's not transcendent. I mean, they could have had, they could have had, um, what, De'Aaron Fox, Luka Doncic, and Buddy Heald. As oh, their, my gosh. As their wing players. They'd be fighting for a playoff spot right now. Right. Well, I mean, they are still number nine, though. Yeah, but that's without that's without uh, you know. I think Marvin Bagley got injured in the first game of the season, yeah. so he hasn't played at all. Yeah, but imagine putting Luca on that team. Probably like a six seed. I mean, I'm five, I'm gonna talk about seed, yeah. I'm gonna talk about Luca uh, later on this episode, but yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, if you ask the question like. Name one player to build your team around for the future. Like be, going going list. into the season, uh, it would have probably been like either Anthony Davis or like Giannis. But I feel like Luca is definitely in that discussion and might be the top guy that you would have to pick. Yeah, because he has no weakness. I mean, I don't know if his defense is like on that level, yeah. but but every but his what he brings to the table on the other side of the court is like just so like you said transcendent yeah. that it's it's hard to argue against that yeah you know yeah so so the kings are also 
<laughs> on my list as you know i had a, turkey. i had it was so i had it was the the sixers right the biggest turkey um the other the other one that i had that i was so tempted to do but i didn't was magic johnson <laughs> <laughs> did you see his uh did you see his recent tweet yeah yeah it was like the top 16 his mvp uh, like yeah for, first of all uh, <laughs> 16 is quite a random number <laughs> yeah. to rank, uh, to give rankings for yeah. uh, a November MVP race. <laughs> and he ended up naming only 13 players. Oh, was that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, I was so tempted to put him as the biggest turkey because you know, you know there's a big part of him with his ego. He's, he's salty of how successful i mean you know he's still a laker laker guy at heart but it's gotta be a, a bruise to his ego you know what i mean with how how it's turned out and how good and successful the lakers have been so far yeah i mean he probably wanted the credit yeah oh to bring the lakers back to glory 100 percent. yeah but as it stands now it's and you know and you know he could have if he didn't if he didn't uh um Step down. He stepped down on his own volition because he just couldn't handle the, yeah, the ego bruise, you know? Yeah. So, and he, he doesn't even realize it in his own brain. He said that he, he says that he was fired in like a, a recent interview, but he wasn't. He, he stepped down. I mean, he stepped in down. In shock. He stepped down via a pregame press conference right. without even informing his yeah. employer. Yeah. So, but you know. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. But uh. yeah, you're you're being nice. You're being <laughs> nice uh, for for this uh, holiday season. So All I right. see that. So we had the turkey dinner, and you had the remorse. You had the regret, and now it's Friday, and now you're like, you know what? I've got all this money saved up throughout the year. I've been waiting for this year. I've been waiting to get. I don't know, new phone. I've been waiting to get that, you know, new TV. I've been waiting and I've been waiting and finally the day has come and I'm looking for a great deal, you know? Um, so now we're talking about Black Friday and we're talking about the, the just the best deals in the NBA. And I actually divided this amongst like categories. Okay. So I got the flat screen category. So this is like, <laughs> this is like, you know... This is like getting the player at this salary where you're supposed to be paying a sh- just an insane shit ton of money. Okay. Like, I'm thinking like LeBron money, uh, Chris Paul money, right? But you're getting it at a, just a huge fraction of, of the cost. That's mm-hmm. the flat screen, right? When, you're, when you go out to get a big purchase, you're looking for that, that budget deal, right? Yeah. And then I got the, uh, the essentials. Right, which is like you know, maybe not be may not be like super flashy, right? May not be, but you still buy and bulk up on this stuff. Okay, you know, okay, I got you. Um, and then you got the clearance rack. You know, you got the stuff that you're just like, you didn't think that it'd come through, but it came through. You know, you you're buying things that come through in the clutch. You know, you you buy the you know you're buying things that are just like literally like pennies on the dollar. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, the one where you're. You go to the store and like everything, everybody's already got everything and all it's like looking barren, you know, 
And yet there's a couple items that are still on the, the rack where you're like, oh, I didn't even know this was still available. I didn't know this was still here. Yeah, like if you're at a retail store and yeah. you just see a giant pile of, uh, you know, like clothing items. Yeah. You dig through the pile. Exactly. You find something you like. Yeah. This is like bottom of the barrel, like, or even like a DVD, like, you know, the office space DVD, like that's for like $2. Yeah. That's just, yeah, clearance rack. Okay. I, I was... Not nearly as detailed or as intricate yeah. with my <laughs> with my best deals. As but I bet were. we could we could we could put these into each category, even with your the, the players you got. Okay, because I only have I I have only four names in mind. Okay, right no, here. I've got um I've got like seven names, so I'll name a couple. Okay, um, flash screens. All right, I got Luka Doncic, Brandon Ingram, Trey Young. These are like cornerstone players, either superstar or on the cusp of superstardom. Guys that you would normally be paying with their productivity, like they're 25 to 30 million a year. Mm -hmm. And they're getting paid seven, six to seven million a year. Would you put uh, De'Aaron Fox on that list? Yeah, also? sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I mean, these, those guys are like, it, this was sort of the, the reason why I put them in this category was kind of like, it almost felt like cheating. You know what I mean? Yeah, because so, these guys are right, right. So in in your same line of thinking, like I didn't really put any rookie deals, yeah, on on yeah. my list. Yeah, so I get that. Other than Luca, yeah, right, yeah. I I just he's he's averaging thirty ten and ten right yeah. now. Yeah. I, I felt compelled to. Uh, it's almost undeniable to, right? to name him, you know. Yeah. But like you said, like there are so many good rookie deals. I mean, that's kind of the nature of a rookie contract, right? Is yeah. that the ones that pan out? Are the ones that you're you're getting uh, more bang for your buck? Mm -hmm. Guys like Brandon Ingram, Trey Young, De'Aaron Fox. Yep. I, sure. I think the list goes on and on. Even like a Kyle Kuzma, you can say is like the Lakers are cashing in on that contract big time. You know. Okay. So rookie contracts are kind of like didn't it's a unfair. Didn't really yeah. keep in consideration. Yeah. Okay. So let me go over the essentials then, because I feel like I think where we find our uh, uh, where it gets very interesting will be the clearance rack. So the essentials I got are guys like um, the couple handful of Clippers, which is unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Montrezl Harrell, six million a year. Lou Williams, eight million a year. Um, oh, is Montrezl Harrell not on a rookie rookie deal? No, I think he signed a twelve year, twelve million two year contract or something like that. Wow, really? Something like, yeah. Was he a second round pick? Yeah, I that probably so. means he was a second round yeah. pick. Wow. Okay. Um, Tyler Harrow. Um, Siakam. I know he signed a new deal, so I didn't. I was kind of iffy on that, but he's getting paid two point three million this year, which is okay. insane. Um, he's a bit of a flat screen too, but yeah. All right, so clearance rack. Let's hear some of your players that you had, because I feel like this this is probably where. Okay, so uh, the I have I have two names on, I guess what would be categorized as the essentials. Okay. Uh, I also put Lou Will on there. Yeah. Because he's like I think he's like tenth in scoring in the NBA right yeah. now. Yeah. Something like, like that. Like twenty two, twenty three. And yeah. we obviously know like they should basically name the sixth man of the year award after him. Mm -hmm. Um and the other player that I named was PJ Tucker. Oh yeah. So Great I player. think he's getting paid right now between eight and nine million. Yeah. Uh Bargain. one one of the best three and D guys in the league right he's now. a guy and yeah i just even recently watching the the clipper rockets game he was a guy that just 
just had a nose for the ball, was just uh, coming through um, so often down the stretch. Yeah, you definitely go to war with the player. Oh, like man. That. Like, if you had a team with, like, P.J. Tucker, uh, Marcus Smart, and then, like, you know, a couple franchise, one or two franchise players, that's a championship caliber team. That's yeah. a championship Actually, caliber Marcus team. Smart is also a good name that I would yeah. throw in there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Did he not sign a new contract? I thought maybe. Oh, actually, he's going to be a free agent this summer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's sort of in that Siakam category because they're going to get paid, if not have gotten paid yet already. But yeah, absolute bargains. Uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, I think Siakam is more on the max level. I don't know that Marcus Smart is going to get like. Right. I don't think he's really going to come that close. Yeah. He'll probably get like a a good like fifteen to twenty a year. I would say. And I would rather have him than a guy like Jalen Brown. You know what? I actually said that to a couple of our friends over the weekend, and they they went they went off on me in disagreement. But well, I me, argued that I let would... Let me guess. Is it, was, is it our... Yeah, is our, yeah our, you know who... <laughs> yeah, you know who... Uh, <laughs> our favorite friend? You know, who, who, are, you know who I'm talking about. Who has yeah. the hottest of takes? I made the... Exa- I said the exact same thing that I would take Marcus Smart over Jalen Brown. That's... I don't know. I feel like that's not even up for debate, but... Okay. Like, from a talent, quote-unquote talent perspective... Yeah, but... I can see it. I just feel like if you're paying that kind of money for a guy like Jalen Brown... You leave very little for elsewhere on your team. And I'd rather spend the money on paying a full top dollar for a just supernova franchise player and then having a little bit of that left over to, to get a guy like Marcus Smart. I think I said something along those lines as well. <laughs> now I'm regretting that I didn't get to, to hang out with you know, the, the yeah. boys this yeah. weekend. But yeah. yeah, all right. Okay, so let's talk about your clearance rack. Yeah. Uh, Players. Um, I mean, I think one of them was. Yeah, obvious. I don't even know if we need to talk about him again because we already covered him in depth. But you got to give him a shout out, Dwight Howard. Two point five million non guarantee, one point six million on the cap cap hit. Um, uh, some other guys, Kendrick Nunn, three year, three million. That's yeah, crazy. I would put him in that. Yeah. Well. Um, Mo Wagner was on Mo there. Wagner. <laughs> Terrence, killing it this year, right? Killing it. Uh, Terrence Davis on the Raptors. I kind of wanted to give a shout out for the Raptors because they just seem to know how to like get max dollar out of these their guys. Yeah, but he's like a he's on a, like a two way contract. I mean, Masai. Yeah, Masai Ujiri is like they got a, they should one call of the him best front office Messiah Ujiri Ujiri Masai yeah, straight man. up. Um, but yeah. Who else? Who else did you have? Uh, the only uh, the only guy I really listed was Dwight Howard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you said, um, what are the other? Who, Kendrick Nunn, that? Terrence Davis, Mo Wagner. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's all I had. Okay. Because I was trying to think of really bottom of the barrel kind of guys, you know? Like minimum contracts. Yeah. Type, or type like, yeah. Like second year contracts are like so cheap, you know? Or second yeah. round, I mean. Yeah. Like how Kuzma, very. You know, very good case of being on this list, but he just—he's. I feel like he hasn't been having a good year so far. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Let's 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 talk about Kyle Kuzma. Oh, for a you would just here. want to segue into Kyle Kuzma because uh, I think stats-wise, obviously, like his role is going to be slightly diminished with Anthony Davis. Also, he's coming off the bench. Um. 
but uh, overall, I mean, I, I think I'm. It's it's kind of a mixed bag because I think going into the season, we put a lot of eggs into that Kyle Kuzma basket, right? Right. Like, it's perception was that a lot was riding on him. Mm-hmm. Now that we see what this team is capable of, and I guess it seems like all roads lead back to Dwight Howard for some reason, but, <laughs> like, the... The boosted defense if potential of this team with like, you know, Dwight Howard, Alex Caruso's emergence, Avery you know, Bradley. Uh, uh, Vogel activating uh, Alex Caruso, you know, yeah, Avery Bradley. Danny Green. Danny Green. Yeah. I think uh, when we looked at Kyle Kuzma going into the year, it was like, is this defense going to improve? Pass the mustard. He's coming off the bench now, and, you know, I don't know that he's as crucial. I mean, he's still a, he's still a crucial piece. To You're saying team. basically he's an, it's no longer an X factor. The like X factor is... Like, he's not a make or break. I don't know that, I don't know that he's, like, the make or break yeah. type of player he's or more, piece that uh, we thought he, that he was going to be. He's more icing on the cake now. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let me read you his last 10 game stats. Okay, yeah. 13 points a game. Uh, shooting 82% from, from free throw, 39% from three, and 47% from field goal. So he's actually been, the last 10 games, he's been actually money. That's, I'm, if we're getting that for the rest of the year, uh, get ready for championship. Yeah, what is he, what, what, repeat the three-point shooting? 38.8, Okay, 39. yeah, that's, that's, that's right around what we were hoping yeah, for, right? Yeah, oh, that's fantastic, yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, so I mean, it's kind you, of a mixed. You back, ready to you ready to throw Kyle Kuzma to the clearance Oh uh, man, I don't know, man, I don't know, but he's yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'll throw him in there. Let's see what his contract is. Um, he's a twenty seventh pick. He's a low. He was a late first rounder. Yeah, I mean, he's getting paid. He's getting paid just under two million a year, so uh, you got to put him in the clearance rack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So congratulations, Kaku's <laughs> made it to the clearance rack. Yeah. Player list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was that was your Black Friday list. Uh, before we head off to this holiday break, there's a game tomorrow. Um. If you're a if you're in New Orleans and you're a Pelicans fan, this is your Super Bowl. This is the game that you marked on your calendar. You circled it twice. This is the biggest thing you have to play for this year. Or if you're Lonzo Ball, this is the the date you circle to make sure you get a contract a stomach virus. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. I think a couple of Lonzo stands are gonna get mad at you for yeah. saying that. But we have a game tomorrow. It's the much-anticipated return for Anthony Davis to New Orleans. Uh, It's going to be interesting. I I think uh, there's going to be a percentage of the Laker fan base that is going to be very confused on how to feel watching this game play out tomorrow. Well, I know exactly how I feel and how I want it to play out, but yeah. 
I mean, yeah, I tweeted it. Uh, I'm hoping that AD comes in there and just obliterates this Pelicans team. Reminds everybody why we got him. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow's not the time to root for Brandon Ingram to have a good game. Okay, as much as we, as much as we love Brandon Ingram and feel vindicated about how he's performing this year. <laughs> Uh, let's not get it twisted, folks. We're Lakers fans. Uh, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, they are no longer Lakers. So you shouldn't be confused at all as to uh, like what you're hoping to see on the court tomorrow. Um, I, for one, am, am very interested in seeing how AD handles this environment tomorrow. I feel like it might speak to a lot of like where he is from like a mental strength. You're talking standpoint. about like Moxie right now. Yeah. 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 Like is he gonna go out there and let the fans affect him? Yeah, because he's and his uh, performance? for the first time in his career, um, he's kinda coming in at, like sort of in a villain role. Yeah. You know, so like a somewhat hostile environment for yeah. him personally. Yeah. Um what 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 type of performance do you think AD will will bring to the table tomorrow? I expect nothing less than just continued excellence from Anthony Davis. He <laughs> I mean he strikes me as a player who's just so so good that there's no environment that's going to really bring him down, I feel. And I mean I'm not obviously basing on anything because I haven't really he doesn't have like a playoff track record or much of a big one, but He's just so talented, you know? So Yeah. I, I it's hard for me to see him it's hard to imagine him not not doing what he does. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a shame that Zion's not gonna be playing yeah. tomorrow because that would have made it a much more interesting matchup. Yeah. Cause those two will probably have been, you know matched up against each other. Yeah, matched up yeah. against each other. Oh, I if that was the case though, I think Anthony Davis would have just eaten him alive though. Because Anthony Davis it's such a matchup. It's such a mismatch in terms of the defensive end, you know? Because Zion is already just, he's still such a raw player shooting-wise. Mm-hmm. You know, he would just sag off, and I feel like he would have. So it's probably a good thing for Zion. Um, but back to Anthony Davis, I was just going to say, though, like, Anthony Davis is in such a good position, I feel like, because this team is still LeBron's. And even though LeBron loves to say, like, he really likes to prop up Anthony Davis, but, like, the pressure is still all on uh, LeBron James, you know? Yeah. And I feel like Anthony Davis is in a good spot to just, like, kind of just do his thing. He's, like, um, it seems like he's in an environment where he's, like, the lead role in training. Right. Position. Right, 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 right. Manager in training. Yeah. (laughs) Like, he's being groomed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To take... To, to take the torch for the Lakers. Yeah. Because that's that's a huge... Yeah, for sure. It's a huge responsibility, right? Yeah. To be, like, the lead guy. For sure. I mean, you have to have, like, that Kobe, yeah. that Magic Johnson, that Shaq makeup. Right. And I would be hard-pressed for any player to... It, it's not just any star that can take on that, that role. Yeah. And like you said, AD is in the perfect position right now because... LeBron obviously can handle it. Uh, yeah. 
and Anthony Davis doesn't need doesn't have like the pressure right now. Right. You know, it's it's kind of like um, you know, it's like a it's like a movie. Like it's a movie featuring LeBron James is Leonardo DiCaprio, and Anthony Davis is like an up and coming up and coming star. You know, I don't know who you know what would be a perfect analogy, but it's like if that movie were to bomb. You would blame Leonardo DiCaprio and not uh-huh. the, the the his co-star. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's almost yeah. like that. You know, yeah. and so I think he's in a great spot. You know, so um, yeah, he just needs to just keep his head down and keep doing what he's doing, which is what's going on. So, um, basically, just good vibes, man. Yeah, you know, I think I think uh, bringing it back to like our most thankful list yeah i i feel like 80s in a perfect position to come back to new orleans and just have a monster game just because of who's on the team with them you have guys like obviously lebron and you have these like veteran presence this veteran presence on the team like rondo danny green guys that are gonna um put AD in the right emotional state to right. handle what's going to be thrown at him tomorrow. Right. And there's also a guy that uh, we haven't really talked too much about uh, in this podcast episode, Boogie Cousins. Yeah. Uh, there was there was like a recent article, I think. Yeah, I saw that. On him talking about his value to the team. Yeah. And he's like the one, you know, barking from the bench for uh, like LeBron to like go at guys and for AD yeah. to go at guys. And... We've been longtime fans of Boogie <laughs> Cousins and his moxie, yeah. you know, and I feel like he's gonna also, you know, be pumping eighty up in the right way tomorrow, yeah, as well, yeah, yeah, because they're teammates, yeah, yeah, and I'm still holding out hope for for DMC to come back, so yeah, me too. I mean, yeah. I I thought that it was gonna be a, a quite a long shot for him to come back, yeah, this year at all, but uh, hey, maybe there's a chance. I mean. Then ACL be... recovery technology these days is much better than <laughs> much it was better in the than past. When, than when I first tore <laughs> right. my ACL, so yeah. Yeah, so uh, we can, you know, hopefully we can just pencil in a, a, a dub tomorrow. That's what's been so great about this season, though. I don't think we've ever lost a, a, I don't think we've lost a game this year to a under 500 team. Like, this team's got championship uh, pedigree, you know? Yeah, well, our two losses so far have been to the Clippers and the Raptors. Two, two very good teams. Two teams. So they are. So there's only four teams in the NBA right now. I just heard this stat today. There's there's only four teams in the NBA right now that are both in the top ten in offense and defensive rating. The Lakers, the Clippers, the Raptors, and the Bucks. So we and we lost two of, to two. So the Lakers yeah. only two losses have been to two teams that have that are both top ten offenses and defenses. Yeah. And a sign of a championship team is that you beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. Yep. And you make it very. Um, so I called this past uh, Spurs victory a very workmanlike W, and it's like nothing too flashy. Yeah. No one really played over their heads yeah and, and it was just a very uh workmanlike victory and, and, and that's a mark of a championship team yeah and by the way i'm talking about just year one championship team when you've established and you've won like two two three or whatever when you're when you've already won one 
as we've seen with past Laker championship squads, you can lose to the teams you don't necessarily lose, which should be losing to, just because it's almost like it's almost difficult to to like keep up the motivation. You know what I mean? Yeah. And at that yeah. point, their mentality is just like, let's just stay healthy and like just you know get through the season so that we can get to the postseason you know? yeah those teams have like nothing to prove when it comes to the regular right, season right but when you're year one of your championship run exactly you got to have that workman like mentality yeah yeah which they've done so much to be thankful for yeah i mean feel good you know this holiday season is uh <laughs> off to the right Full start hol- the <laughs> holiday cheer man <laughs> So, uh, you know, Lakers fans, have a toast. That's have right. a toast to the NBA season so far. Have some eggnog, you know. Put on some Christmas tunes. Enjoy your turkey, your mashed take potatoes a, and gravy. Take a nice juicy nap. Get on those Black Friday deals. Yep. You know, enjoy some football tomorrow. All of that. Or in two days. Or in two days. <laughs> enjoy, the, enjoy the Lakers W tomorrow. That's right. That's right. And then in two days, have your... Have your uh, hearty thanksgiving meal um so with that said we'll we'll uh call it a podcast um we're gonna be off we're gonna take a little break a little hiatus next week um going on vacation but we'll be back in december uh it's gonna be a very challenging slate of games uh next month actually so um, we'll be here for it we'll be here for it and at this moment you know can't expect anything but to uh for the train to keep rolling yeah. as it's been. Yeah. So with that said, thank you for listening. We want to wish you a happy holidays. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Yep. Enjoy your Black Friday. Enjoy your two days off of work. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning into 81 Points. We are a Los Angeles Lakers podcast hosted by me, Chris Lim, and my longtime friend and co-host, Chris Lee. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave a rating or comment. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can get more episodes of 81 Points on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.